Can I say that you look really tan right now, Eric? Yeah. Good. I am still I've absolutely out, not. I've been out running, and I mean, Ooh. I got 20,000 steps on uh, Monday. I got 11,000 yesterday. Today is a little bit of an off day because I'm sitting here for hours and hours, but tomorrow well, I'm getting more. I'm, <laughs> I'm reducing this. this <laughs> is it working? Yeah. I got shoots coming up. I got to start looking good. Okay. Well, I would or like to I talk say. about how disorienting it is that this morning to come to the studio, and we're recording a little ahead of time, but still, I, I left my home in Door County and it was 55 degrees. And I got <laughs> to the office today and it was like 85 degrees. And I was like, this is disorienting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Door County is very fascinating with the temperature <laughs> yeah. differences because I was watching that yesterday when I was recording Rewind. Because mm-hmm. I did the morning show for Pat. Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And so Tuesday morning I was up and I pre-recorded most of the show, but I finished it up yesterday morning. And so I went to the actual live map and it was it was 50, it was 51 degrees by Bailey's Harbor, by Cape Point actually. Okay. And it was 70 at Egg Harbor. It is and wild. And it was like 77 in Green Bay. <laughs> like, it's the temperature of Door County at any given moment is the most disorienting thing by themselves. That's why it's hard to give but a then, forecast. Right, but then to go, yeah, again, just like from that point. And I never think that Door County and Madison are that far away from each other. Maybe it's just because, like, I do this drive every other week and I'm just used to, like, whatever. And then I look at the actual, like, drop in. Mm-hmm. Is it, I'm going to sound really stupid right now. Is it latitude or longitude as I come down? Well, you're going southwest, so it's both. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, like, you know what I mean? I'm coming down, and I'm like, oh. I was like, the the world is very different, these, yeah. like, 200 miles that go down. Well, the, the thing is, in April and May, probably more in May than any other month of the year, and we get this in Milwaukee, too, the lake effect is massive. Mm-hmm. When the winds are off Lake Michigan and the, it, the lakes take another month or two longer to warm up, it is a stark difference. We get that in Milwaukee, too. Uh, Monday, when I went for my run, it was 54 degrees at my place. And I ran one mile west. It was 73. Wow. There's it's... a wall. The lake effect goes a certain distance, and it depends on the wind velocity. But it's almost like, and I've done this before, where I've gone running, and it's like you, you enter another dimension that's invisible. Or there's a slight bit of fog or haze, and you step through it, and suddenly there's a 20-degree temperature swing. Oh, so weird. And it's very pronounced in May. It is very, yeah. This is just one of those months where, I mean, you're super excited, obviously. It's like our first mm-hmm. taste of summer. But, yeah, I feel like our bodies are not acclimated to it. Very particularly today, my hair was not acclimated to it. <laughs> if you tell the amount of curls that's happening right now. It looks, uh, curls are good. What's wrong with curls? No, it's good. It just, like, it. it was half this curly when I left the house this morning. Oh, wow. So it's, like, okay. shocking to me where I'm like, oh. Yeah, Humidity. It's nice, it's nice when it's planned that way. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. 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 See, Susan, you also have to remember, I grew up in the 80s in Texas. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely I, a bias. I yeah. think I, I would have melted. I permed hair of epic proportions. I would have melted. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. So what should we do for the cold open? <laughs> <laughs> what a laugh. <laughs> Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring Forest County, which was created in 1885 out of Langlade and Oconto. They kept carving out new counties back then. County seat is Crandon, which is famously home to the Crandon International Raceway. It's a great uh, recreation area up there, especially uh, for ATVing, UTVing. 
snowmobiling in the winter. And uh, Cranon International Raceway welcomes stock cars and all kinds of great uh, racing models. That's a big event there every year. The whole county has 9,300 residents. That is not a lot of people. It's a tiny county. And uh, Leona is also in Forest County, which is home to the Lumberjack Steam Train, which is a fun ride, and the world's largest soup kettle, which a little while back when we were talking about wacky Wisconsin festivals, we uh, we mentioned that. Uh, if you like big fiberglass things that are notable along the road, uh, jump on Highway 32 and go through Wabino, or Wabino, I think it's Wabino, though. Uh, Larry the Log Roller is hanging out there along the river. He's like 50 two-foot-tall lumberjack holding a big log. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> there are a lot of small settlements there. The Popple River. Have you ever heard of Hopple Popple? No, I have not. It's like a little treat. I can't describe what's in it, but I remember it. The Popple River, that's an actual <laughs> census-designated place. 44 people in that whole place. 44. 44. Population, 44. I think there's more people working in this building <laughs> than that. That is accurate, yeah. yes. And, of course, uh, it is home to the Forest County Potawatomi, uh, who also have a pretty significant uh, area in Milwaukee that they have, and uh, the Mole Lake Reservation. And there are several casinos up there if you like to play some games of chance in the beautiful Northwoods. That's all in Forest County. Hmm. That is very interesting. Do you know what also is interesting? And probably we have more than 44 people uh, drinking them in this office. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. It's a jolly good soda today. Um, by the way, we will formally introduce her uh, in a moment, but Courtney Haas is also joining us, and all four of us are in unison with our sour power jolly goods right now. And honestly, this is a fave of mine. Yeah, we all have sour power. That's pretty. Mm -hmm. That's quite the puckering drink. It is, but I really, I feel like it's a squirt mixed with a sprite. Very. That's a very good definition. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because it's the grapefruit, but also the lemon and lime. This is the third <laughs> week in the row that I've done sour power. So I think I'm influencing you guys a bit here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you had never had Sour Power before. I had never had Jolly Good. Before you came here, yeah, and so now this you're is hooked. My pick. This is my pick. Now you're hooked. This is a, just a testament to the outstanding marketing and advertising that we do here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> give it away for free. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You could give it away for free if you're uh, one of the four people who work inside this cabin. Otherwise, you can buy it. Because it is available in 6 and 12 packs in select flavors at Festival Foods, Woodman, Sendix, Piggly Wiggly, Triggs, Quality Foods. Um, and basically, we also have learned there are a lot of independent retailers mm -hmm. that will also sell it. If they don't have it at your favorite independent grocery store, convenience store, whatever your go-to is, uh, just go to the manager. Ask for it. It's not hard. We've learned very much that we can influence people very easily when you just a polite ask, ask can get you far <laughs> and it and it clearly works uh today we're all drinking a regular version of sour power however they do have a diet line which is caffeine free zero calories zero carbs zero sugars which is usually the way we enjoy our summer beverages mm -hmm. um but we all love jolly good here jesus is already a jolly good fanatic so we're happy to have you on on board with us Make sure to stay up to date on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and their TikTok account at Jolly Good Soda for all of their fun promotions and recipes. There's one place you won't find Jolly Good necessarily at farmers markets. Not necessarily. Gotta go to the store for Jolly Good. You do have to go, but here's the thing: you could get it from the store, put it in like a little can koozie, keep it cold. You do your Jolly Good walk around at a farmers market. We're about to cover a bunch of them around the state today. Yeah, we are. Let's light it. Okay, before we get ready for the farmer's market, uh, once again, we are terrible at introducing ourselves. Welcome to the Cabin Podcast, the official podcast of Discover Wisconsin. I'm Susan Foch. I'm Eric Paulson. And on the ones and twos, it's Jesus Reyes. Woo! 
And like I said earlier that we would formally introduce you, uh, welcome back to the cabin, Courtney Haas. Now, if listeners listen all the way to the very end of the credits, they will have heard your name a thousand times. Uh, <laughs> but welcome back. We are excited to talk farmer's markets with you. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes. Courtney is our Discover Wisconsin social media guru, um, and she also is a big lover of the Stevens Point area. So if you want to listen to her first episode, go back to our Wisconsin deep dive to Stevens Point because she does an excellent job there. But we're excited to talk, um, yeah, just like farmer's market summer, summer love. Something tells me Stevens Point's going to come up as a farmer's market destination. Probably. Call it a hunch. Just yeah. maybe. Call it women's intuition. Maybe. <laughs> it's kind of like asking if you're going to bring up Milwaukee at any given point in I our podcast. I might in this, yeah. I think that we should start. So farmer's markets, what a beautiful tradition. What a beautiful sign of summer. Eric, why do I feel like you are about to educate us on some fun negative information about farmer's markets. Yes. If you want to talk organic, farmer's markets are organic. And they've exploded lately. Yeah. There used to only be a couple. Now they're all over the place. Yeah, I think people are getting a lot more interested in like knowing where their food is coming from mm-hmm. and making sure that it's like not just a reputable place, but I think there's also a lot to be said for not going to somewhere where it's mass produced, but like meeting the person who helped grow your food, you know, grow your mm-hmm. lettuce and your blueberries and stuff. I don't I don't know what came for. I mean, farmers markets have been around forever, but I think part of its more recent expansions have come on the backs of CSAs becoming more popular. Consumer supported agriculture where people directly contract with the farms and get whatever they grew, you know, whatever, whatever worked. And some of it can be meat. Some of it's vegetables. Uh, you know, or other things that people make, you know, they'll collect honey, things like that. So you're having a direct connection with those farmers. It's a great way to help smaller farms and family farms stay in business. And you have that direct connection Mm -hmm. and your food is healthier and it's generally a lot tastier. Yeah. Uh, sometimes if you want it more organic, you can go with farms that are very strict about that. Uh, so you, you have all of these different options and that's allowed these farms to stay in business and expand more and then they can start selling things at farmers markets. Mm-hmm. I really do like that. Um, is it the CSA program? Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. I, I feel like I really need to get into that and make sure that because it's also nice to support those local farms as well. Absolutely. And that yeah. also gives you a chance to make unique food because a lot mm-hmm. of times uh you know, you'll get a basket and you're like, oh, I got radishes this time. What am I going to do with radishes or turnips or, you know, and then you've got like organic carrots. Let's try something else. Let's let's griddle the carrots in pepper and vermouth and put a little garlic in there and mm-hmm. put them in a skillet and see what happens. And it ends up being one of the tastiest sides you've ever made. Yeah. I and mean, those are the kinds of things you discover when you really dive into uh, direct from farm to your table mm-hmm. kinds of foods. Absolutely. And there's also like the human interaction, right? You're like actually meeting the people yeah. there typically mm-hmm. the people who are growing this food are also the people who are like or making the products are also the people who are at that booth mm-hmm. so you can ask them questions you can interact with them and you get to know what like your community is like mm-hmm. there are so many farmers markets that you'll actually get to know every different community it's like a back door into meeting some of the producers in the area mm-hmm. and For it's sure. not always food um, no I'll, yes, I'll, flowers I'll, I'll dive into that as we go to some of these other specific markets but i know we kind of want to start by highlighting the one that's, well, surrounding our Capitol building. Yes, I think we should all start there because, uh, you know, for anyone who is new or doesn't know, so our office here for Discover Media Works and Discover Wisconsin is in Madison. So we're all collectively, I think, a big fan of the Dane County Farmers Market, right? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually, I just got to go for the first time for this summer just last weekend, and my heart was so, so happy. 
Yeah, the Dane County Farmers Market is phenomenal because you're you're surrounding, like I said, the state capital. So it's a beautiful venue perched atop the Isthmus right there. They start setting up super early. I believe it starts at 9 a.m. and it runs every Saturday. It started mm -hmm. uh, earlier in May and it runs, I think, through this year, 2022. I think it runs through November 12th. So it, it extends quite a ways mm -hmm. into the fall. And they actually um, combine with Taste of Madison, I think, on Labor Day weekend. And we film there at the farmers market, and it's they, they've been they're big on produce. A vast majority of what they have is produce, but they'll sell mm -hmm. other things. You know, like you'd mentioned, flowers. Yeah. A lot of farmers markets, the fresh cut flowers and everything like that. Uh, there's also a, a, a cheese bread that's really popular there. Somehow I'm blanking on the name, but it oh, takes... it's Stella's. Stella's, Stella's, yeah. yeah. Uh, they sell these big loaves of this hot and so cheesy bread. Good. It is unbelievable like a little bit tasty. of spicy uh-huh spicy mm -hmm. hot cheese bread i mean that just sounds like wisconsin in a it is in yeah. a bag pick up some fresh <laughs> snap beans yep. that were in the ground the previous day and then get some cheesy bread while you're there right exactly. and even some cheese too yeah oh fresh of cheese. course yeah and that's that's a wisconsin farmer's market you will have very often opportunities for some fresh cheeses oh yeah absolutely that is my favorite part mm -hmm. at the dane county farmer's market is Grabbing your toothpick and yeah, getting all the different cheese curds. <laughs> I think that was the first. I think the Dane County Farmers Market was the first time I was able to shop like a really good selection of grilling cheeses. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was such a specific. Husto, I think they call it. Like, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I love. I mean, it's also like you could get baked goods. You could get homemade bars of soap, of honey, of you know, like different beeswax materials. Like it's not just you know going mm. for your like weekly groceries anymore like it's it's a whole like shopping event but i like but you know that everything is local mm -hmm. and that's what's Morris awesome. farmers markets are increasingly becoming mm -hmm. that way yeah madison's just kind of the big granddaddy in terms of sheer size first of all sheer size and then even the fact that it becomes so such like a popular event that i love around so everything happens around the capitol square and everyone walks like almost to a point and i was trying to prepare so my partner came with me for the first time to the Madison Farmers Market last weekend and I was like you have to I was like understand it's not necessarily like a, a casual strolling event <laughs> I was like we all kind of like you waddle like a penguin because there's just so many people <laughs> on the sidewalk and I was like you have to be very patient as you like go through it for that reason um yeah based on the amount of people that are there I would not have guessed it's one of the largest or is it the largest so according to their website, it says that the Dane County Farmer's Market didn't become America's largest producers-only farmer's market overnight. So it's it's a huge event. And what is, what I think is even cooler and funnier is that because all of that happens around, like, this, the square, so everyone's, like, walking in that, um, you know, just that sidewalk. So then, like, the exterior part of the circle is now, like, all food trucks. Mm -hmm. So yes. that you can also still get, like, more tasty eats. And then usually... it. You know, like it trickles down State Street, and that's like all the crafts. Like it is such a large farmers market, and, and it's so does, fun. It does spill out to the adjoining uh, adjacent streets, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a, I mean, so many bars and restaurants there too, and right. then the little boutiques and shops and all of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a, it, it lifts that whole area every Saturday. And it's funny because people going in in the fall when the Badger games start in mm -hmm. September, you have to kind of plan your way around where the farmer's market is because that's yeah. such a busy destination. So, you know, it, they're on par with each other on football Saturdays. That's how big that market is. That's true. Well, and I know that we're going to talk about this later, but what I think is cool about farmer's markets, beyond the sole fact that it's just like a great Saturday morning activity in the summer, but because, like, you make this point to go, you know, and it's great 
local ingredients or local things that you're looking for it does pick up for the rest of the area like mm -hmm. once you're there it's like oh i'll go look at these other shops that i may might not have decided to go into on a wednesday <laughs> for no reason you know what i mean like gives you this very mm -hmm. like let's just stroll throughout the town kind of vibe and i think that's the coolest thing like farmers markets have a much different vibe i think that's why they're really you know to your point really heating up everywhere because it's not just about getting fresh kale it's about everything <laughs> else that it means for that area which is super cool yeah i think there's a bit of a misconception of like the um sort of holistic health elite kind mm -hmm. of situation and that's not what farmers markets are at all right like uh you can buy food with your snap um program sort mm -hmm. card you can trade it in for like dollars here in oh, Dane county didn't actually know yeah. that you could do that yeah so it's an incredibly accessible space not only physically but like mm -hmm. in terms of like uh, economic background right oh that's awesome well and and kind of to that should we should we move on to some other farmers markets around the state yes we should i will hop into kind of piggybacking on what you were talking about jesus the fondy farmers market okay in milwaukee which is on fond du lac avenue it's at about 22nd street and it, it was it was kind of a market many years ago and then they brought it back more recently and that's kind of in the middle that's in the middle of the inner city where they consider those areas to be food deserts you know there's right. not a whole lot of grocery stores there where they're offering up fresh fruits and vegetables and other good for you foods and the Fondy farmers market is doing just that and that's become quite a draw i mean it's drawing people from the adjacent neighborhoods and people from outside are going in there mm -hmm. in that area to to check out this market which in the winter time will move uh, to some areas around the deer district in downtown Milwaukee too. Very cool. And just yeah. some indoor spaces in there. So uh, they strive to be uh, mostly a year round market and they do provide, you know, some of these, some of these markets, it's not just, Oh, I can buy some carrots. It's like for, for some people, it's their only real opportunity right, to, to access fresh, fresh food right. and connect to the farmers. Not all of whom are in the countryside, by the way, there's a lot of urban farming going on. And there's like with what Will Allen had been doing in Milwaukee for a long time, a lot of urban farming where they'll stack things vertically and, and grow food. And there's, it's kind of fascinating how they've done some of that. Mm -hmm. um, even like when you move into aquaponics and hydroponics, but the, you know that's that's going to be a tangent <laughs> if I do that. But the bottom line is it increases access to fresh, healthy food. Now Milwaukee also has uh, the South Shore Farmers Market, which is along Lake Michigan, and uh, in South Shore Park, which is a beautiful park. You get a gorgeous view of Milwaukee's harbor and downtown in the distance, and uh, that's a, that's another wonderful place to pick up uh, a lot of fresh goodies. So you, you have a couple of options right in Milwaukee, and then a, a lot of the suburbs are starting to get their own. West Dallas just launched one a couple of years ago that's uh, designed to be a catalytic development piece. It's right around Greenfield National, around 65th, in an area that they've been reclaiming old industrial buildings and trying to redevelop new apartments and things like that. And that new West Dallas Farmer's Market is kind of designed to be one of the anchors that helps draw people there and helps make it a place where local residents can walk to to access all of that brand new fresh food. Yeah, I definitely think it's easy to take for granted what a like community sort of anchor they are, mm -hmm. right? They definitely give you a starting point. Like everybody eats, and so wanting to eat healthy and wanting to be around people or get out it gives you that opportunity. It's like go to the grocery store versus go to the farmer's market, you know? Mm -hmm. um, there's always going to be entertainment also at those farmer's markets and, you know, your neighbors. Yeah, a lot of times local, like, art performers and some yeah, live music, definitely. you'll find that at mm -hmm. those markets. And actually, I'll uh, I'll shoot up to Green Bay for for an example of a couple, and this is, this is fresh in my mind because I just had this discussion 
with Destination Green Bay about their oh, farmers okay. markets because they have they have a Saturday farmers market that will uh, just started actually this past Memorial Day weekend for the season on Washington Street, which is uh, at Doty, which is on the east side of the Fox River. Also in summer, Wednesdays are a big night for farmers markets in Green Bay because uh, the on Broadway market mm. uh, is uh, the farmers market is just west of the Fox River in the downtown area on Broadway. Uh, that just started on May 25th, and that continues on Wednesdays through the summer. And in the wintertime, they go indoors, too, hmm. down uh, closer to Lambeau Field in Badger State Brewing Company. Oh, that's a unique place to hold a farmer's market. So that it's pretty cool that they do, and they do that all winter long, and it's on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Not all farmer's markets are on the weekend. That's true. That's and true. So I think that that's a valuable thing to note. And then uh, there's a couple of others um, uh, in De Pere, which is next to Green Bay. They have their farmer's market now on Thursdays, not to be outdone. They'll start at, they start on June 9th through September 22nd. Uh, there is one on uh, the Oneida Reservation in oh. Green Bay. Just, uh, that's a relatively newer one. It's once a month starting in July, the Oneida Farmer's Market. Uh, and uh, Nick, who we've talked to mm-hmm. at Destiny, he says, quote unquote, freaking awesome. I would say, well, we actually, market. we just did that. just like Nick, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did that whole interview with Nick for our uh, Green and Golden uh-huh. uh, bonus episode. So if you guys haven't listened to that, it's only a few back. Um, check out, yeah, Green and Golden Summer in Green Bay, because mm-hmm. we talk a lot about that farmer's market, too. Yeah, and that Oneida one is, uh, it's out by 54 between the casino and the golf course mm-hmm. for Oneida. And then some of these places also will do night markets. Madison mm-hmm. also will do a night market once mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. So Madison's doing one. Green Bay has one called the, uh, it's IG, like Ignition, Ignite is what they're calling it. Okay. The Ignite Market, uh, spelled IG and then the word night. Okay. Uh, and that's also on Broadway. That's going to be Saturday nights. Uh, Milwaukee does have the, what's called the New Milwaukee Night Market. And that's part farmer's market and part like, a lot of arts and crafts and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there's a farmer's market tie-in nice. on Wisconsin Avenue right downtown. And that takes place uh, once a month in the summer, too. So some of these farmer's markets have led to additional art and craft markets and things like that that, you know, it took the farmer's market to get that going. Absolutely. Yep. And I'll, I'll give you one more uh, to get out of the Green Bay area but still stay along the water in Port Washington mm-hmm. and to bring a brewery into it. Port Washington is a wonderful farmer's market all year long. They have a winter version and a summer version, and that always takes place inside Inventors Brew Pub, which is right across the street from Lake Michigan. And that is arts and crafts as much as it is uh, farmers bringing in all their fresh produce. But you're talking about fruits and vegetables, meats, apple jams and jelly. You know, well, maybe not apple all the time, but jams and jellies and all of those kinds of things. Um, so that's that's another great one, too, in Port Washington. And that's every other Saturday through the winter and through the summer. Nice. nice. That is incredible. Courtney, I got to hear about the Stevens Point Farmer's Market. So I talked a little bit about this in the um, Wisconsin Deep Dive. Mm-hmm. But the Stevens Point um, Farmer's Market is the longest running market in the state of Wisconsin. And it has been held in the same place since 1847. Which wow. Is, yeah. That's, that's a long time. That's, that's longer than dedication. Wisconsin's been a state. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's right downtown at the historic Mathis Mitchell Public Square. Um, 
and it's held from May to October, and it's a daily market. So that's super cool. A um, daily market? Every wow. day. What? Every day. It doesn't mean that every vendor is going to be out there every right, day. Right. Saturday is the biggest that's day. That's a lot to ask of a vendor. Yeah, but you will see four or five pop up downtown Monday through Friday. Um hmm. I lived downtown when I was there, so we got to hop down there all the time. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> um, feel like that would be so convenient because at any given point you can be like, oh, look at that. I'm out of carrots. I'm just going to yep, hop on down. <laughs> yeah, I need some fresh flowers to oh. give to a coworker. Let me just hop downtown Perfect. and grab them. <laughs> That's carrots perfect. hop. There's a rabbit theme here. I love it. <laughs> let, it let it be. A bunny carrots. theme. Let it be. Yeah, but it's just a great size too, which is my favorite part about it, is that you can walk the entire thing. See what everyone has to offer, and then do another lap and actually get what you want. Um, so that's nice. <laughs> and then in the summer, it's super great because there's a little water fountain right in the middle. So you'll see all the kiddos just running around in the water fountain in their swimsuits. <laughs> as everyone's shopping around, and the parents just let them go because it's a small town. So, you know, that's nice. Um, but I think the best thing about um, not only the Stevens Point Farmer's Market, but Farmers markets in general is that you can make like a full day trip out of it. Usually they're right centrally located in those towns. So you can hop off and get a cup of coffee at a local coffee shop or you can stop in at a local boutique. Um, but you get to visit everywhere right in that little area. So that's mm-hmm. super nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how, how many of them are popping up. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to get back like just in the Milwaukee area. There is a listing, and including if you're talking about like Kenosha and Racine. I mean, there's two in Kenosha. There's one in Lake Geneva. Uh, there's like one in Greenfield and one in Greendale, which are adjacent suburbs. <laughs> there's one in Brookfield. They're just they're going crazy with farmers market, but that's such a great thing. Even in Dane County, you can find some in the smaller communities, like out by Hilldale. They have one mm-hmm. oh, on yes. Saturday mornings too, and that's like ten minutes from downtown. But if you want something a little outside of that crazy hectic one. You mm-hmm. can stop there for local goods as well. Yeah, which is fun. I actually, speaking of the Hilldale one, when I used to, when my old office was in Hilldale, I think they also had like a Wednesday one. And we would always like take a walk over there and like that's where we would like grab our lunch because they mm-hmm. would make, there was always one stand that made like really authentic Mexican food that was super delicious. And that's the thing. That, yeah, like you can get great meals. You can get great groceries. Like it is just, I love that farmer's markets are like becoming more and more of like a hot thing. They yeah. really are, have become kind of a hot thing. I mean, there's another brand new one in Milwaukee uh, for 2022 in the Brewery District, which is where the Pabst Brewery used to be. It's the hmm. northwest edge of downtown, a couple blocks west and north of Fiserv Forum. Uh, so they're calling that the Brewery District Farmer's Market. That starts for the first time ever coming up on June 10th. That'll run through October 28th this year. It's going to run Friday afternoons. Ooh. From three to six. So if that's you want nice. to get some fresh stuff prepared for the weekend. And that's at the beer garden at Best Place, which is where the Paps Brewery used to have their visitor center. Eric, I have a request. Yeah. It is that you go and then you bring a report back for us. And a beer. I'll and happily beer. do that. <laughs> and I'll buy and beers beer. there and give you a report because then I can deduct them. You know what? The and beer <laughs> might not make it. The beer might not make it. So just get a growler. And then it'll be safe. Oh, I didn't right. say I'd bring that the beer true. here. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, that's that's down the hatch already. No, Eric just but. promised that he would he yep, would write it, it off as long as it was a work trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for research, of course. Mm-hmm. But no, Absolutely. we will send you to that one. <laughs> I do have to give a shout out to one we haven't mentioned yet, which is my old college farmers market, which is very good, which is the Oshkosh Farmers Market. Mm-hmm. 
also huge takes up most of main street kind of starting at like that corner where the old exclusive company used to be and that giant oh, like yeah. that giant bank building that was in um the public enemies mm-hmm. that they shot extends for most of Main Street. It's super fun. I think it's a really delicious farmer's market. They have some really good food, particularly the egg rolls. And it was the first time uh, Nothing like I an have egg ever... roll naturally coming up out of the ground and <laughs> being fresh what? picked. We're fresh talking picked about other food. Just chill. Has Okay, I need to know who in this room has done this. It was the first time I've ever seen someone put Parmesan cheese on an ear of corn. Mm. It was the first place that I like. they were like, no, you need to get like cheesy, like, corn on the cob and i was at first i was like what in the world i'm more surprised so i'm more surprised that you found a piece of food that was covered in cheese and you were surprised in wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess because i don't traditionally cover yeah. all my vegetables with yeah. cheese no, that oh, but it's like yeah. you know <laughs> how do you eat broccoli and cheese come on okay broccoli and cheese but in general i'm not going to like smother all of my vegetables and cheese it kind of negates the nutritional value yeah, yeah. well first of all or evens it out not to get too fine a point on it, but par- Parmesan <laughs> is a very healthy cheese. It's a relatively mm. low lactose cheese, and it melts wonderfully on corn on the cob. And you'll see it at county fairs a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a, that's, I, a, that's a Discover Wisconsin episode. The like healthiest it. cheeses, right? Wait, yeah. Can we do that, Eric? <laughs> the healthiest corn on the cob <laughs> toppings. I'm, I'm open for various topics. To f- I mean, you are somehow our designated food guy on those. Uh, to- which, by the way, I would like to point out, I did not realize the thumbnail they chose for your latest Wauwatosa episode. I haven't seen the thumbnail. The it's thumbnail great. is just you eating those donuts that we talked about with <laughs> So it was worth it. <laughs> they, they were hell-bent on me stuffing my face with those donuts. And like, no, get more of it up on your nose. And... And like make it as messy as possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I think they're just being evil to you at this That's point. It's still now, the last Eric. time I had a donut. I, I, you know what? I wouldn't blame you if it was like a scarring experience. <laughs> I get it. No, it was delicious. I'm just trying to, you know. Yeah, no, but I just anyway. If anyone else, I'm sure there are some listeners who are going to come back and be like, I never thought about Parmesan cheese on corn. I'm going to go try it. And some of you are going to send me like a DM that's like, what is the matter with you that you it took you until <laughs> 21 to eat that? Hey, if you go a little Parmesan and Romano, that's even better. Italian cheese is on corn. Look at the look at the information, all the, all the secrets we're getting from yeah. Eric here. No, I do love the Oshkosh Farmer's Market. They even have my favorite um, beeswax products there through, it's a company called Bee Bella. And it's like these three guys I actually knew from college who became like, professional um bee uh beekeepers beekeepers i was like bee harvesters doesn't sound right beekeepers (laughs) thank you um but yeah like because they do like lip balms and like butters and honeys and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's uh, some of my favorite like yeah beeswax products which i learned also too is particularly for honey and that also helps with allergies if you're eating products from yeah, where your like the local bees are that that does get back to the health benefits because Yeah. yeah if you if you eat the honey from a lo- any local area, it helps you acclimate to it, mm-hmm. and it helps. I mean, it's it's really fascinating how nature will help you, yeah, adjust to your surroundings. I say, as a westernized society, we've really ruined that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but those beekeepers and yeah. those those local producers are really the people doing the work, right? And like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I, I don't want to nerd out about them or fanboy them, but it's cool. Like you see nerd people who are doing that do kind it. of work, right? I mean, we're you know media folks. We're stuck in offices talking to people all day, but these people do the hard work of like restoring a bee pot population right which has enormous effects on on the mm-hmm. on the system so um you know hats off to them and you know all the other people who are putting in the work yeah 
Well, see, that would have been a great closer, and we're not. <laughs> well, okay. oh, well, that's man. absolutely. Well, this true. is our love letter, apparently, to, like, our... to farmers markets. <laughs> a lot of these farmers are up. I mean, these farmers markets often begin pretty early, especially the Saturday ones. They start at six thirty or seven in the morning yeah. in many oh, cases. Yeah. So that means these farmers are up three a.m. Well, remember, and you also have to set up because I actually, speaking of the Oshkosh Farmers Market, I had a booth for mm-hmm. that one summer. Remember where That's I propped right. up my Operation mm-hmm. Not Alone, like nonprofit booth, yeah. which was great for fundraising. But no, you, you would get there between like four and five in the morning to set up your tables and your tents and do the whole thing. And it's, it's an early morning and a long day event because if you get there between like. You know, four or five in the morning, it goes until one o'clock. That's a that's a whole day. You need. Oh yeah, a by nap. mid-afternoon, you are done. You need a nap. Yeah. Yep, for sure. And uh, I, I will go to another farmers market that we filmed at uh, in June uh, last year when we were doing Langlade County. We went to the county seat, which is Anago. Oh, okay. So I want to I want to get a little further up north and give a shout out to some of the small towns that have these markets too. So the Anago mm-hmm. Farmers Market, uh, which happens just on the east side of downtown under this pavilion. They had, uh, it was pretty interesting. It's, it was relatively small, mm-hmm. just under this pavilion, but you had like fresh grown. There's a lot of farmers up there who were from Asia and they were growing bok choy Ooh. and mm-hmm. a bunch of like very cool, you know, Asian style vegetables, a lot from Laos and Vietnam and those areas. Yeah, in terms of stuff. in terms of uh, produce diversity, along with like the farmers' diversity, mm-hmm. uh, there's a surprising amount of diversity in Wisconsin. In Sheboygan, there's a solid Hmong community as well, mm-hmm. and you'll find a variety of things that you know you would never. You know, you were talking earlier about you'll cook something new when you're working with those CSAs. Yep, yep. Well, this is a whole different culture bringing that produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool to see, especially in in places like Anago, where you wouldn't necessarily expect it. And then they had. Um, you know honeys and then there's always usually somebody who kind of brings their little mini apothecary to a farmer's market so they'll have salves and calendula salve and tea tree oils and all of this kind of stuff that you can explore i had a nice chat with a nun there and (laughs) they made fresh baked breads at this uh uh is it a monastery at at this convent yeah sorry cool They, they made fresh baked breads at the convent where she was and they also made soap Mm, like yeah. natural, nice soap. and Did you get to eat or try any of the soap? Yeah, I ate the soap. I washed <laughs> with the bread, and then I realized I was screwing yeah. up doing it backwards. It's uh, still good, though. Huh? <laughs> yeah. The bre- actually, the bread was fantastic. Uh, I had to eat it quickly. Those There's no preservatives in those breads. Sure. I bought, I bought three loaves, and one of them didn't make it because oh. it, it took too long to get to it. Uh, but yeah. you got to freeze it. That just tells you it's fresh and that's, real. That's true, yes. And I should have thought of that. <laughs> Good point, Courtney. But the the point is, even in a small town like that, you, the diversity of what you could find at this little farmer's market, it was probably one of the smaller ones in the state, but you still found a lot of great stuff. I don't know if it's technically a farmer's market, but in St. Germain, they do one on Mondays, and it's probably more of like a flea market, but they do have like fresh produce. There's crafts, there's food, um, flowers, so that's also a good one, and if you're up there on a week vacation, it makes a great Monday. That's true. That's fair. Also, I do like that we're kind of shouting out some of the smaller ones, especially the up north ones, because yeah, like a St. Germain farmer's market on a Monday sounds fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And still up north, but a larger town, Eau Claire's downtown farmer's market's a big one, too. Mm, yeah. That, that we should shout out. And they do a, a winter version. Uh, well, it's really all year round. They just vary on the days and times through there. And they have a, it's, that's in Phoenix Park. And that gives uh, not only area residents, but a lot of people from UW Eau Claire access mm-hmm. 
to really good fresh farmers market food. And that's and a pretty park. It's a gorgeous park. It's a pretty park. Fun bridges to walk across. Oh yeah. Uh, they have local musicians performing every Saturday, and uh, it's, it's a great meeting place too. So, and and Eau Claire's big on local and organic. That's kind of more of a the crunchy town, if you will. And we talked about that with, with crunchy and organic. <laughs> we Stop talked it. about that with Matt. <laughs> Andrew, remember? Yes. You know, the the local music scene's really robust and everything. Yeah. That plays into things at the farmers market mm-hmm. uh, that you see there. And actually, uh, it's it's close neighbor Chippewa Falls. They'll do a farmers market too, right by the big roundabout downtown. And we've been able to really catch. They, I've I haven't seen floral displays as beautiful as the ones that I saw in Chippewa Falls. Ooh, sure. that's enough to make me go. And you, yeah, you can right. get Lanny's beer right up the street. <laughs> yeah. You can sip on a beer while you get some beautiful flowers. And that's <laughs> all we've ever asked for in life. Yeah. Beer and flowers? <laughs> all right, that works. Perfect. Uh, by the way, do we have some time to talk about uh, things you shouldn't do at a farmer's market? If I why make it quick. Why don't we end on that note, Eric? We'll sure. do that. I found this on MyRecipes.com somehow. Okay. Uh, and it says the six things, well, it's kind of an accusatory title for this six rude things you're doing at the farmer's market that you need to stop now i'm sure the person who wrote this is just delightful to be around i'm sure that they said it in that tone as well well that's the tone i always take those things in that they were they were really me. mad at some somebody doing all six of these things i guess so, yeah i mean if you wag your finger at me i'm not going to take it kindly but let's get into the it six th- hey stop See, she just wagged her finger. At me. Look at that. See? All right, why don't You're you tell us these, these six season. things, and so, this is how we will all wrap up this episode on our love for farmers markets. Okay, six suggestions that you might want to refrain from. How about sure. if we put it that way? Deal. One is you haggle with sellers. Oh yeah, that's rude. Yeah. This is not a flea market. A farmers market is not a flea market. They're pricing their produce accordingly, and especially nowadays, they have higher fuel costs. They have higher fertilizer okay. costs. Well, it's also farmers markets are usually way cheaper too. Yeah. So like. Don't be, don't be stingy. Yeah, pay so, your farmers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't don't try to haggle. Don't hog the samples. Enjoy Whoops. a sample. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> when you were talking about sampling the cheese, court, yeah. I was totally thinking of this. Ah, I'm I just can see Courtney like boxing out other people, like just like throwing elbows for cheese curd samples. <laughs> yes, it's a farmers market is not Costco. <laughs> That's fair. So uh, you know, sample something, but that could be good. Uh, just the one. Uh, don't rough up the merchandise. A lot of people will pick through things and browse around yep. them, but you know they're set up to look nice. They're set up a certain way, and you don't want everybody else's fingers on the stuff you might buy. So don't do that. Uh, and don't contaminate the samples either. Don't double dip when you're trying. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's yeah, a big no-no. Double anywhere, dipping. Right? Huge no-no. Yeah. That's not uh, specific to farmers markets. Like, let's just, <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Some, Good some life of these advice. Expand. <laughs> Beyond farmers markets, of course, uh, you're welcome to bring your kids and uh, to an extent your pets, but do not let them run amok. Mm-hmm. If your dog is going to hop up on a table and try to lick stuff, leave it at home. I don't care how cute you think your dog is. <laughs> well, right? You have, no, you do have to have like a, a well-behaved dog that's also really good with crowds of people. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. that's true. And really, if you want to just keep the dog's attention, if you drop a sample on the ground, the dog will focus mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, like I look, I love my German Shepherd. She's not good when like one extra person is there. She's yeah. like obnoxious. Yeah. I ain't bringing her to a crowd of people. <laughs> dogs are all very different like yeah. that. It's funny. Cats, you don't bring them to farm because cats don't care at all. They'll just. Mm-hmm. Sit there, so. <laughs> so, am uh, I this close to becoming that person who gets a cat backpack and might take them on those adventures? A cat pack, <laughs> maybe. Sweet. I might do it, Eric. And uh, obviously, don't go to the market when you're under the weather. Yeah. I know you're trying to get healthy, but if you're not healthy, stay away. 
Mm-hmm. Don't, yeah. s- don't sneeze on the radishes. Don't do the waddle with me. It's considered it's bad yeah. form. Don't waddle like a penguin with yes. it. <laughs> Just wait for it. I have never heard anyone say that in my life. <laughs> don't waddle with me. Well, but otherwise, you know, get up early. Check out all the fresh produce. Check out the honeys and the arts and all that great stuff. And uh, they're, they're really one of the best things you can enjoy if you want to connect to other people and to nature at the same time. Mm-hmm. I love it. What a good ode to our love for farmers markets and to summer. Courtney, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. Thank you for having me. We it's appreci- been fun. We appreciate you. <laughs> so, Susan, you invited a lot of people on our Instagram page, mm-hmm. at the Cabin Pod, to name some of their favorite farmers markets. We've touched on many, but not all. So, there's going to be a, a nice list. And, Courtney, you're going to be up hosting that, right? Yeah, we will post it with the Cabin Podcast and share all of your responses that you have given to us so that everyone can visit all of these local places throughout the state. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, Courtney, thank you again for joining us on the Cabin. We have had a blast having you. Thank you for having me. Bye, Courtney. Bye, Courtney. She didn't say bye back. Yeah, no, she just walked out of here. That's fine. She's on her wow. way to the farmer's market, I suppose. So rude. <laughs> Maybe she's on her way to get tickets. To the golf championships coming up. Because if you haven't gotten your tickets, she has her tickets. Mm-hmm. She may. But if you haven't gotten your tickets for the American Family Insurance Championship yet, what are you doing? Run, do not walk, to get them because it all starts next week. You can watch PGA Tour champions, including tournament host Steve Stricker, at the AmFam Championship at University Ridge Golf Course in Madison on Friday, June 10th through Sunday, June 12th. And we can finally announce this who their special celebrity foursome will be. Andy North, Brett Favre, Derek Jeter, and Julie Inkster will be teeing it off on Saturday, June 11th in the afternoon around 2 p.m. for a special nine-hole charitable scramble. Yeah. So in addition to seeing Hall of Famers, professional golfers, you'll have the opportunity to see Brett Favre and Derek Jeter take their best golf swing. And seriously, get your tickets for all of this by visiting AmFamChampionship.com right now before it all starts next week. Plus, all proceeds from the concert and championship are donated to the Steve Stricker American Family Insurance Foundation, which has raised nearly $12.6 million for charity just since 2016. So again, run, don't walk, metaphorically, of course, to AmFamChampionship.com to grab your tickets before they sell out and enjoy everything that the AmFam Championship has to offer. It's from Friday, June 10th through Sunday, June 12th at the University Ridge Golf Course in Madison. And just a little PSA from our friends at Group Health Trust. Group Health Trust is serving local governments and school districts. The WCA Group Health Trust partners closely with members to fulfill their employee health benefit obligations in a fiscally responsible manner. And you can always learn more at WCAGHT.org. All right. Now, now I believe reviews are next. (laughs) Reviews are next. And this one is very fun. I love the title of it so this one comes from preview yeah let's leap into it i know it comes (laughs) thank you for that it comes from apple podcast for paula d03 which it is titled a lambo leap the cambid podcast is a touchdown and deserves to do the lambo leap uh should we make like an instagram real video of us doing that does lord butler know about this he invented it you know (laughs) <laughs> I grew up in Wisconsin and recently moved back to Spamtown, USA, a.k.a. Austin, Minnesota. Do you know why I started listening that? to the podcast. Spamtown, USA? Uh, I can take spam? a guess. Because <laughs> they make spam. That's where they. That's where Hermel is, yeah. Okay. The home of spam. There's a spam museum. 
pretty cool. A spam museum. Ridiculous. I started listening to the podcast as I was driving back and forth between Minnesota and Wisconsin. I have learned so much about what Wisconsin has to offer. I can't wait to visit all the new locations you guys have talked about. Please keep up the entertaining banter. We will, Paula. Thank you, Paula. We, will. That's a nice we can't way of quit on the it. banter. Yeah. It's a very polite way of describing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It's the opposite of enough with the yammering, you know. So mm-hmm. it's good. Or the one time. Uh, people call us chuckleheads. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what was it? What was the other thing? Bobbleheads lacking life experience. Oh or my something god! Like that? Oh yeah. We- <laughs> oh, that was one of our. That was a mean review. Yeah. I don't read the mean reviews on here. Just I say FYI. we have like a just mean review episode. Let's go. Let's we, we've <laughs> talked about that. We don't have we enough of them. About it. We don't have enough mean reviews yet. Do oh. not <laughs> invite people to leave a bad you, review just for fun, Eric. Like Shaking the hive, don't you? What I will, yeah, you know. <laughs> Kick the yeah. around a little bit. Uh, you know okay. what I will do, though, is invite you to join us next week as we get ready for our next <laughs> show in our next area code because June 8th is coming up. Hint, hint. And as we get ready to wrap up, I want to remind you of this message from the All of Us Research Program. The All of Us Research Program is asking for people to help researchers make healthcare more precise by creating individualized prevention and treatment options. When you join, You'll share your unique health information and become part of the largest and most diverse medical research program ever. The more data researchers have, the more they'll be able to create better care for all of us. Introducing the next breakthrough in medicine, you. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by Eric Molson and me, Susan Foch, with guest host Courtney Haas, produced by me and audio engineering by Jesus Reyes, and video teasers by Quinn Sabinak, with social media by me and Courtney Haas. <laughs> Again, The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com, and don't forget to leave us that review. It's a mouthful, isn't it? And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin. The spirit of helping one another is being kept alive and well in Sheboygan County, thanks to a culture of generosity that has taken root there. What is so evident about the culture of Sheboygan County and the people here is everyone pulls together to help problem solve, leverage their resources, lift people up. There are so many companies and individuals countywide that pay it forward. And of course, those dollars are helping support nonprofits who are really in the front lines, helping just provide treatment and care to people that need it. One such organization is United Way of Sheboygan County, who invests in local programs that are focused on education, financial stability, and health, or what they call the building blocks of a successful life. We all win when children succeed in school. We all win as a community when families have economic mobility and can pay their bills and then can save for the future. We all win when families have access to healthcare. We're fortunate to be able to work with over 160 companies right here in Sheboygan County, which also really speaks to the the huge philanthropic powerhouses we have in our community and how they give back in incredible ways from big corporate partners who are headquartered here and have global reach to our small mom-pa shops and um, our individual donors too. I'm so proud of our Sheboygan County United Way. They support countless nonprofit organizations, and that's so important to county government because although we are the safety net for the neediest of the needy, we can't do it alone. We can't help everyone. And these nonprofit organizations supported by United Way are truly the safety net as well. And 
also help lift people up and help them get on a right path. And now you know your Wisconsin.